0: to another exciting edition of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. With me today, we have Kels. Hello, everyone. We have Andy. Hey, everybody. And we have the trivia guru, that is Neil. Hello. How about some rules, Neil?
1: Well, the rules are, every week we have a theme, and in that theme we've got six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth ten points. There's a few bonus points thrown in here and there. And then a final, which is worth up to 100 points. And today's theme, for no reason except that it's one of my favorite places to be, is Switzerland. What? Wow. Huh? I, I said Switzerland. It's a country Switzerland. in Europe. <laughs>
2: it's one of your favorite places to be?
1: Yeah, it's great. Okay. I've been there twice. You know,
0: I... Uh, I'm really kind of neutral about Switzerland. Uh, <laughs> uh, no,
3: uh, did, that's man. well played. Uh, yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Thank you. Ooh, Thank my you.
0: sides hurt. Thank you. <laughs> Wanted to get that one out of the way.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Maybe we can just even cut that out of the podcast and nobody will even have to see it. <laughs> 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 but we'll see. <laughs> Are you ready to get started? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right well today's first category is science
3: oh come on
1: the science (laughs) of switzerland
3: i thought (laughs) these
2: were fun episodes they're not part of the tournament so (laughs) (laughs) okay awful
0: i love swiss science yeah
3: we were just talking about that the other day right you
0: can't you can't really trust their conclusion it's full of holes Ah, wow!
3: how ah, ah, many more of those system.
2: do you have
0: I,
3: <laughs> that's, that's, he's, running,
0: he's running pretty dry right now I, I've only got a few I'm going to use them by golly
1: <laughs> alright question one what is the name of the Swiss psychiatrist who developed the analytic psychology school of thought and was considered to be the heir apparent of Freud before they had a falling out
2: I'm going to lock in. Can I call friend of the show
1: Allison? No. Oh. Well, I mean, you could call her later if you want, but... <laughs> okay. Can't stop you from like, maintaining a friendship, but... Okay. She might like to, but...
2: <clears throat> okay, I'm locked in.
3: I can't beat it. Switzerland. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm locked in. All right, Kels, what's your answer?
3: I wrote down Milgram.
1: Okay. David? I wrote down Young. And Andy?
2: I wrote down Van Morrison, lead singer of the band <laughs> The Them, uh, which recorded in the 1960s a song Gloria, which is not the same <laughs> as the song Gloria by... Um, Laura Branigan, um, from your episode that I was not invited to.
3: So <laughs> what are you
2: trying to say? I know you guys were wrong. I was right.
3: I know you're not talking about this question. No, I have
2: no idea <laughs> about this question. No <laughs> idea at all.
1: <laughs> uh, well, the correct answer is Carl Young.
3: Yay. Oh.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Makes sense, I suppose. You're up
1: with your question son. question two. I I use this one just because I love this guy's name. Thomas Conrad von Baldenstein was a Swiss naturalist, <laughs> ornithologist, entomologist, and apiarist. What is an apiarist?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry that is an awesome name.
0: That's that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> Thomas Conrad von Baldenstein. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in.
2: Oh, Ray Guy. This mm.
3: is not good. Oh, Ray goodness. Gee, so early.
0: Hang Ray G, hang on. <laughs> I got nothing. It's, the ball's going farther because we're at, <laughs> outer, <laughs> outer, <laughs> at
1: altitude. <laughs> All right, Devo. is uh, a bee expert. Uh, Andy Punted, Kells. I
3: said a bee connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: Suggests he's eating
3: the bees, right? Nah, it's just some uh, somebody who studies bees. I see.
1: Well, technically, I'm, I'm going to give you both. I'm going to give you both credit for that. Technically, it's a beekeeper, <laughs> um, which assumes a certain amount of expertise. I think, but it's it's a beekeeper. Yeah. Hmm. Question three: Swiss mathematician Jacob Bernoulli, who is the uh, grandsire of a who's a whole there are a whole line of famous Bernoulli mathematicians i'm sure you're aware of that
3: right
1: Uh, discovered discover the constant e which is the base of what type of logarithm and for a bonus i'll give you one point for each correct digit of e that you can provide i've got it up to like 50 digits here i think (laughs) It's, it's an irrational number so if you can you could get you could get a whole bunch of bonus points.
3: So, what is it you're looking for
1: again? I'm looking for what is so the e the constant e is the base of what type of logarithm? If you go back to your calculus class.
0: You know, um, fun fact, Neil, okay I've never fun. taken calculus in my life.
3: Nor so have, have I. It, it makes this tricky. Um I vaguely remember this. I took it enough I should know it. All right, I'm locked in.
2: I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Uh Ray Guy goes for uh three-pointers. So I'm going to say 3 and it's the uh field goal logarithm.
1: Okay. Kels
3: uh, I believe it's natural algorithms. Yes. And, <laughs> and you said we could guess the digits. Yeah. It's it's two point and everything after this is a guess. Like one nine seven eight three zero oh, nine. Oh, okay, that's uh, good, Charlie. Bro. I was like, no, you're, you're <laughs> that's fine, <laughs> David. <laughs>
0: I said it's a Lincoln logarithm, uh, <laughs> and uh, I also said three, because I said three
1: as a digit. Well, if we were rounding up, um, you guys would have been somewhat close. It is a natural logarithm, yes. and the value is 2.718281, and after that, it doesn't really matter that much. Okay. Okay. So, CERN is the European Net Organization for Nuclear Research, and it's based near Geneva. It's the home of the LHC, which is the world's largest particle collider. Back in 1989, one CERN scientist developed what technology, which most of us use every day. And for a bonus, what is his name?
3: Oh, I'm locked Well If it's if it's this, then I'm retiring after after the show. <laughs> wow! I'm, I've reached a mountaintop. If this is correct.
0: All right, I'm just gonna lock in because I want to hear the answer because I don't know.
2: I'm blocking with something I'm sure I'm wrong with.
1: What's your answer, Kels? Uh, blue blockers. <laughs>
2: Okay, I want Kells Uh, to be right,
1: David.
0: The internet, Andy.
1: Um, I went with cellular. So, none of you want to guess the name of the person who developed it? John Internet, (laughs) Terrence Blocker, John (laughs) Cellular. Well, the gentleman's name is Tim Berners-Lee. He was a scientist there, and he was tired of dealing with the vast amount of information that that organization uh, dealt with. And so he invented a hypertext protocol that he called, or I don't know if he called it, but it became the World Wide Web.
2: (laughs) Oh, are you kidding me?
1: So, (laughs) Davo... Yes, the World Wide Web is not the internet. Mm. The internet is the infrastructure, the, the protocols. But since a lot of people basically call the web the internet, I'll give you half points.
0: I'll take half points for that. And John, internet is proud. Well, <laughs> Al Gore invented the internet.
3: That's just- yeah, the, the internet...
1: The internet evolved from the DARPA net, which was the, uh, defense, um, a defense network from, I don't know, early on, like the 50s and 60s, maybe. And then it kind of started expanded from there and eventually became the internet. Huh. So you can't have the World Wide Web without the internet, but you can't have the internet without the World Wide Web. All right. Well, at the end of round one, Andy... At zero.
2: Perfect score.
1: Kells has 21, and Davo has 25. Yeah. It's anybody's game. So let's move on to sports. Okay. Oh,
0: Swiss sports.
1: You can't have a Swiss sports category without talking about Roger Federer. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a better-than-average Swiss tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> How many Grand Slam tournaments has he won in his 22 years as a professional player? Oh boy. Yeah. No. I'll give you a scaled, uh, scaled points based on how close you were.
3: Is that Grand Slams?
1: Grand Slams, yes. That's the, the four big ones Wimbledon, Australia, US, and French. Yeah, on the clay. Um, Locked in. Devo, uh,
0: I, th- I think I guessed a little high. I said twenty six.
1: Okay, Andy. Well, I went with twenty five. And Kels. Now nah, I fear I might have lowballed him. I said twenty two. The correct answer is twenty. Oh. So Devo got four, Andy got five, and Kels got eight.
3: Huh. I was thinking there's more than that.
1: He's, he's, he's won a ton of games, but like I, I, I thought it was interesting. He doesn't do very well. He's only won the French Open once, and yeah. I think that's the only clay one, so I'm guessing he doesn't do so well on the clay. He's terrible on clay. He's outstanding on the dog way better.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. But, wow. Hmm.
1: That's still an awful lot of Grand Slam tournaments. Yes. Oh, yeah. Question two. This one I don't. I had no idea about this one, but you guys, being basketball fans, might—the ones of you that are basketball fans, at least—what mm-hmm. Swiss basketball player was the 25th player picked in the 2014 NBA draft and is currently a starting center? And I'll give you—if you want an easy mode for half points—I'll tell you the team. Um,
3: I have to go with
0: the easy mode. Me too. I'll take easy mode.
3: Andy? You might as I well.
0: Again.
2: No, there was... I'm going to stick with hard mode, regular mode.
3: Well,
2: I, I'm desperate. I think I got this.
1: So you're locked in? Yes. Easy mode. The team is the Houston Rockets. Huh. Then I had no idea. You, you did say center, correct? I did say center.
3: Well, I'm locked in.
1: Me too. This is this is news to me. You you seem dubious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he might be I think he might them. be stereotyping Swiss people.
0: No, no, no. It's just I just didn't it's know. Is a shock
1: Yeah. Uh okay. So, let's start with uh Andy the Bulls had a guy, and
2: I don't know. I cannot pronounce his last name. I think it started with an S, but his first name was Stabo.
0: Cephalosia. Cephalosia.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah, he's small. And he's African. He was. Tabo.
1: Yeah. Kels.
3: Uh, the answer would have to be Clint Capella then.
1: David Clint Capella the correct answer is let me get his name right Clint Nadumba Capella Wow. his parents are from Angola and Congo but he was born in Geneva um, he's played for the Swiss national team I think well he was in the Euro League for a year before um, before he joined the, the Rockets I am the question. three work right now. Yes. <laughs> that was from Germany, so yeah, I'm not gonna oh show God. up here. You should lose those points. Question three. A city in Switzerland has hosted the Winter Olympics two different times. What city is that? And I'll give you a bonus, uh, a one point bonus if you can name the, the years. Ooh. One point for each year. So it's the same city, so one city. I think there have only been three cities that have hosted the Winter Olympics twice, and this is one of them.
3: I know the city. You I do not. do not know the years.
1: Yeah, I know. You don't, you don't think the Olympics <laughs> is one of those lists that Kells has memorized? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why did I know? I'm a lock in, but I don't know the, the I do not know the bonus. I'm locking in as well.
2: I'm locking in with a total guess. This could not be going any worse for me. All
1: right. Kels? I'm
3: thinking it was Saint Mauritz. Okay. Oh. David? I said Grenoble.
1: That's in Ooh. France.
3: Yeah, I yeah. Andre the Giant was born there. Well he's yeah. built from
1: it. Right. Andy? I said St. Uh Andy, why do you do this to me?
2: Am I mispronounced? <laughs> how fun of a Pete?
1: It's Moritz, not Mortise. I- I'll give it to you.
2: No, I'm just taking pity points. This is going so poorly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The answer is St. Moritz, and it was 1928 and
3: 1948.
1: Mm -hmm. Question four. Competitive sledding was invented at a resort in St. Moritz in the 1880s or so, I think. The two Olympics held there were the only times this type of sledding was included in the games until 2002 when it was added permanently. Ooh.
3: 2002. I'm
0: you know locked in.
2: Yeah, I'm locked in.
1: Okay, David?
0: Uh, I think Kells is still thinking.
1: Oh.
3: I'm going to get it wrong. He can go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm locked
3: in.
0: <laughs> <up. laughs> uh, I said skeleton? He's sledding f- f- head down? <laughs> Okay, Andy. Bobsled.
3: And Kels. Um, I don't feel so bad. No, I said skeleton just because I couldn't. I was going to write dog sledding, but that didn't seem right because I don't think they
1: do that in the Olympics at all. But um, yeah, I went with a uh, skeleton. Okay, there's uh, as far as I know, there's three basic types of sledding. There's the bobsled, the luge, and skeleton. And the correct answer in this case is skeleton. Oh,
0: nice.
2: nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even need to be here for the rest of the episode,
3: really, at this point. Dude, you got a shot. You got a shot. Uh, so,
1: that kind of competitive sledding was started um, because this guy that had a resort in St. Moritz was trying to keep uh, visitors there during the winter. Cause most of the time people like from England would come during the summer and then leave when it got really cold. So he was trying to come up with fun things for them to do during the winter. And one of the, one of the things they did was they built these bobsleds and we're racing them on the streets in St. Moritz, but they were having so many pedestrian um, collisions that the owner of the resort built the first um, actual bobsled track. I, I, that's, is, are they called a track? I forget what they're called. Uh, uh, a course? Yeah. And anyway, that's that's still in use today. It's been modified, but it's still the same basic one. That's the one they used in the Olympics. That's
0: just insane to me on your belly face first going a hundred and some odd miles an hour around hairpin turns on a sled.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're not quite sure why it's called the skeleton. It might've resembled the skeleton uh, when they first made the, made it. Um, Cause that's, I all think it might be left because... of you when you crash. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> that's another possible anyway. At the end of round two, Andy has 15. <laughs> Davo has 44 and Kells has 54.
0: Yay. (laughs)
1: And you're a history guy. Uh huh. So let's let's talk about some history. Oh,
2: good Swiss history.
0: Uh, Swiss history, as they call
3: it. I shouldn't laugh at that. You caught me off guard.
2: I feel the same way, (laughs) Kells. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm so you ashamed of that, laughing at that. that. Can we edit that bit out? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's gold. <that's> <laughs> People have cool. laughed at that.
1: Question one. Switzerland is officially named the Swiss Confederacy because it's a federation of twenty-six smaller political units named what?
0: Hmm. What were those called?
3: Used to know this.
1: Individual units?
2: I'm locked in.
1: Yes. Hmm. There's a generic term for those units.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, poo.
1: I'm locked in.
3: I'm locked in. Andy, what's your answer? Kentons. Oh. Kells. Oh. I said city states. Same thing. I
1: said principalities. Quick correct answer is Canton.
0: Dang it. I knew that at one point in my life. Hmm.
1: So yeah, w- the original ones, Andy, uh, there were some areas that were Canton's and then the- some of the bigger cities came in as their own, like Bern. Oh, okay. Came in as, um, so that was sort of a city Dang state, it. but they're all, they're all generically called okay. Canton's. Hmm. So here's a, here's a nugget related to that. Oh. Uh, Bern is generally considered to be the capital of Switzerland because that's where the legislature is, the federal legislature, but they don't technically have a capital city.
3: Oh. Part, of,
1: part of their confederacy is uh, that they, they, their constitution doesn't account for any kind of capital city. Huh. Question two, for three points each, Name the four official languages of Switzerland. Oh.
2: Do we get partial points for naming some of them?
1: For three points okay. each, name the four <laughs> official languages that of would Switzerland. Be
2: a bad game. <laughs> you got the yips. I man. do. I don't even have the yips at this point. I'm just swirling around the drain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in too. Um All right, Kels, what's your answer? Okay,
3: I said um, French, Swiss, German, and English.
1: Okay, Diva
0: I said English, French, German, and Italian.
1: Mm,
3: so much better.
1: Andy,
0: I said German, French, Italian.
2: And I don't think there's a language called Swiss, but that's why I put down for my fourth one because I couldn't come up with it.
1: Okay. Well, the correct answer is French, German, Italian, and Romance.
2: Say, huh? Is that hmm. Swiss?
1: Uh, no, it's not Swiss. It's Romance. What is Romance? It goes nice it with is, <laughs> Yeah. Crunchy. It is. It's a. It's a version of a romance uh, language, but it, it evolved separately in this. It's only spoken really in one, one Canton, but it it is one of the official languages of Switzerland. Hmm. So it's, it's related to French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Romanian, all those, but it's, uh, it's different.
0: Well, actually it's much newer than that. They were, uh, they were filming Dr. No. And, Sean Connery went over to Switzerland and said, this price is built for Robanch. And wow, they had a whole language about it. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Huh.
1: Okay. Well, on that note, let's move yeah. on. <laughs> so it turns out this is actually kind of more of a, there's, there's some geography in here, but the geography is all formed by history. So, uh, this is one I expect Kells to get, and probably all of you. I think, yeah, I think you can all get this one. How many countries does Switzerland border? Oh, no. And for a bonus, for a bonus, how many of those bordering countries are not part of the European <sighs> Union? Oh, that's sweet the Switzerland is not part of the European Union, as you probably know. Yeah. I
2: know in the 40s, it bordered just one country.
0: Well, I'm locked in
3: Yeah, I'm locked
1: in I'm locked in You know what? I'm going to change that one Because that's a really easy one to guess so I need you to list the ones that aren't part of the European Union. Oh, I won't just take a number. I, I want a number for the for the how many? Quite how many countries does it border? But I need mm-hmm. the actual a list of the ones that aren't part of the EU, if any. There may not be I'm any. Curious.
2: I'm clearly missing something. All right. I'll,
1: I'll play your bank
0: <laughs> <for bank. laughs> Is this a graded? Is this a scaling answer? No. Ah, oh, come on, my man. <laughs> <Nope>.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter for me anymore. I'm not even do a lobby for it.
3: Uh, Devo, it sounded like you were trying to get backstage <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it truly really did.
1: Um, I'm locked, dude.
3: Okay,
1: so yeah. is that everybody? Yeah. Devo? Oh
0: man, I I wrote down four countries, and I know it's more, but I was hoping that I could convince you with a little <laughs> bit. Maybe, with, maybe with Mr. Andrew Jackson would convince you. Uh, uh, I said, I have four as well, I so said maybe France. we're right. Hey, I said France, France, Italy, Austria, and Germany. So I said four. Yeah, I,
1: I don't need. To- yeah, I don't need you to list the, the countries. Do you, so how many do you think are not part of the EU? Or which uh, ones do you think are not? I
0: think none of them are. All I think all okay. of those are in the EU. Okay. So
2: the, my
1: answer, so answer for answer the bonus is th- zero. Okay.
2: I have the exact Andy? same answer as Davo. I wrote down France, Germany, Italy, and Austria, and all of them are part of the EU.
3: Okay. Kelvin? I went with four as well, the same four countries that those gentlemen listed. But I figured there had to be one, or I mean, maybe you're just feeling cruel today. So I threw out Austria as the one that wasn't a
1: okay. part of you. All right. Well, that was that was clever of you. <laughs> However, you all forgot. You all forgot one of what the countries. Country? Oh, tiny little oh, Liechtenstein. Barely a country. What <laughs> <Lichtenstein>? <laughs> I, I think they Chloe would disagree. Robin with you. is a superhero.
2: Um,
0: You've gone too far.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave
3: I'm
2: having
0: a rough night. I apologize. <laughs> you are having a rough night. You know, fun fact there, Neil, you can rent Liechtenstein if you want. <laughs> I, what do you mean rent? Like, wait, rent the whole country if you, of a party? Yeah. Uh, if, if I don't for, really think that's true. For shooting movies. <laughs> For shooting movies, you can you can pay a certain fee and rent the nation, <laughs> and they'll change street signs I mean, But Does
2: that mean like all the citizens have to participate in the film? Well,
0: there's like nine people who live there. Don't worry about it. So for $70,000 a night, uh, for a minimum of two nights, you can hire the country of Liechtenstein. It can accommodate between 40, 450, <laughs> 900 people, has 500 plus bedrooms and 500 plus bathrooms. Yes.
2: It's an Airbnb.
0: Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right.
1: I, I, I did not know that. So Liechtenstein has the distinction of being one of two countries that are doubly landlocked, which means that it's landlocked and all the countries that surround it are landlocked. In this case, it's just Switzerland and Austria. So, do you know what the other doubly landlocked country in the world is?
3: Doubly landlocked. Uh, So, let's see. The country is bordered by countries that are landlocked. That's a really good question. Yes. All landlocked. Okay. Um, Mongolia. No. Nah. China touches the. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, Kazakhstan is it a?
1: It's a stone.
3: Yeah, It's a stone. Yeah, ston.
1: the, capital, the capital. The capital is Tashkent. Mm. Oh, that's Uzbekistan. Oh, it is.
2: I was gonna go with Wakanda.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wakanda's
3: not a stone. <laughs> if it was,
1: Wakanda Stan It would be. It would be a totally different place.
2: <laughs> really would
1: it was in the middle of Uzbekistan <laughs> alright let's move on to question 4 the Swiss Guard have been the bodyguards of what office since the 16th century locked in
3: I'm locked in we didn't I'm locked in Andy the Pope Kels the papacy
1: Devo the Pope. That is the correct answer. It's, it's a little more complex than just calling them bodyguards. They're kind of the ceremonial military uh, of the Vatican, although the Vatican didn't exist in the 16th century as, as a country. So it's, it's complex, but they are all Swiss. They have kind of weird uh, Renaissance-looking costumes.
2: Well, I don't think they think it's weird.
1: Uh, they might. I
2: don't know. <laughs> Cole probably thinks they're pretty sharp outfits.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are. They're pretty sweet. Be really careful with them, though. All right. At the end of round three, Andy has forty-four. Davo sixty-three. Kels has seventy.
2: I'm catching it, Davo.
1: Category four is movies. Oh. Question one Who starred in the first film adaptation of Heidi? Oh,
3: no. <laughs> oh,
1: crap. I do that, though.
3: This the one I interrupted the
2: Jets game for.
3: I'm locked in. I'm locked in.
2: I'm locked in.
1: All right, Kells, what's your answer? I said Patty Duke. Andy Heidi Klum
3: <laughs>
1: Hey yeah, and Dan Devo I said Shirley Temple Would it have made a difference if I'd said The first movie film The first movie film of <laughs> Heidi Came out in 1937 Probably so Yeah no, I
2: still would have answered Heidi Klum <laughs>
1: okay. Well the correct answer is Shirley Temple <laughs> Wow play Devo and oh, that man. is not the version that uh, interrupted in the Jets game that was no, a that's 19... not the version I was
2: thinking of all
1: right question two in movies the Furka pass has one curve named James Bondstrasse because it was used as a location in what bond movie the first to win a, an academy Award
3: oh
1: no uh...
2: Hmm. I'm locked in with a total guess.
3: Um,
0: All right. I'm locked in.
3: I'm locked in. David? From Russia with love. Kels? I said on Her Majesty's Secret Service.
1: Andy? And
2: that's what I guess as well. On Her Majesty's Secret Service.
1: Correct answer is Goldfinger. Oh,
0: wow. Oh. What? I knew were- there was
1: There's a, a scene. For <laughs> so what? There's a scene where Oddjob and somebody else are, are driving down this hill. And then James is following them. And then there's some woman who's following him. And they're just on this really curvy mountain road. And then she stops and takes a pot shot at somebody. And then James runs her off the road.
2: Yeah. That's every Bond film. We just there. <laughs>
1: um, what I was asking,
2: what I was asking though, is genuinely what Academy Award did that win?
1: Uh, I like sound. A fine Bond film,
2: but oh, okay. So oh, I never thought about something ridiculous like that. Okay.
1: Question three, Robert Downey Jr. tweeted that if you start watching this 2013 movie at exactly eleven fifty-five fifty. 50, then you can on New Year's Eve, then you can celebrate the New Year with Tony Stark. The scene takes place during a flashback to a scientific conference in Bern, Switzerland, where Stark first met first met Aldrich Killian. Locked in.
0: I'm locked in as well. Oh, which I'm locked in.
1: Andy?
2: Iron Man two.
3: They're Iron home.
1: Man three. Kells, Iron Man 3 Correct answer is Iron Man three. Oh! So I guess the movie starts at this conference. Uh, I think it was it was a flashback to nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. and um, I guess for a little over four minutes into it, that turns midnight in the movie, and Tony Stark says Happy New Year or something.
2: That's cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Here's another twenty thirteen movie. Oh. Question four, near the end of this 2013 film, the main character decides to sober up after his yacht capsizes and his plane crashes on his way to Geneva to clear out his Swiss bank accounts. For easy mode, I'll tell you the name of the char- the main character.
0: I would like the easy mode.
2: Hold on, I'm thinking about this.
1: I want the easy mode. Okay. So Kells is locked in. Uh, Dave and Andy want the hard, easy mode. The character's name is Jordan Belfort.
3: Oh, man. Is that old man because you know it now and you hate that you took the easy mode or you still don't know?
0: It's the old man that I feel like I should know it. Like, it's ringing a bell. It's just I'm not able to answer the bell. Oh, oh come on.
1: I'll give you a super easy mode for two points.
2: <laughs> I'll take it.
1: I'll, I'll tell you the actor.
3: <laughs> can, I, can I give them the actor, Neil? If they, sure. If they, if they might. I haven't bitten yet.
0: I'm taking
2: it. Okay,
1: the I'll
0: take super easy. Sure.
3: Okay, go go ahead, Kels. Jordan Belfort was played by Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: Oh, oh, Duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In. yeah, I'm locked in.
1: All right, Andy, the Wolf of Wall Street. The, the Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street, and Kels obviously knows it. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street. That is correct. So two points for Davo and Andy, 10 points for Kells, and that was our first super easy mode. Yeah, wow. first
0: I mode. really appreciate the super easy mode. <laughs> yeah, I do too.
1: Kells might not.
3: Oh, I found it to be funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of round four, Andy has 46. What gained two points. David has 85. I almost oh. said 58 there. Uh, Kells has 90. Kells has lapped me. <laughs> Not quite yet. Almost. I mean, he would have, except for the super easy mode question. Yeah. Uh,
2: apparently, I know nothing about the Swiss.
1: This, this next one's your category, though, Andy. Oh. I feel it. It's music.
2: I can only think of one Swiss band. I've been thinking (laughs) you are going to do music. I can only think of one. All right. Lay it on me.
1: Well, if you're thinking of a Swiss band, it's probably not one of these questions. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Question one. Andreas Volenweider. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it wouldn't matter is a Swiss musician who has collaborated with Bobby McFerrin, Carly Simon, and Pavarotti, among others. What instrument does he play? Locked in.
2: (laughs) Ah! What? (laughs) You want (laughs) to dance? Let's dance!
0: Come at me, bro!
1: (laughs) Volinviter. V-O-L-L-E-N W-E-I-D-E-R This is really just a
0: I'm locked into.
2: Comeback Trail. Cinderella Story.
1: <laughs> Davo?
0: Uh He plays the big horn you see in Ricola commercials. That.
1: that big thing. <laughs> All right.
2: Go.
3: <laughs> <Cool. laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I wanted to say flugel. Horn. Ooh, I like a good flugel <laughs> okay. horn. Just because I wanted to say flugel horn.
2: <laughs> and Andy, um I'm gonna play it safe and just simply say he plays the harp, but technically he believe, he plays an electronic harp that he has his own name for. He invented it. but I can't remember the exact name of it.
1: Well, I'm sure he plays the traditional harp also, and that is the correct answer. Oh. But yeah, he does he does have his own uh, his own version of a harp that he plays. Not the Flugelhorn, we're sure. Not the Flugelhorn. flugelhorn. Question two. Try not to jump in too quickly here, Andy. Okay. (laughs) The singer whose birth name is Anna Mae Bullock renounced her U.S. citizenship and became a Swiss citizen in 2013. She's currently currently 80 years old and has won eight competitive Grammys. What is her stage name? Locked in.
2: Locked in. And I was biting my tongue because I was sure he would do some sort of tricky thing at the end.
3: Kels? Uh, I believe she left a good a good job in the city. And um, <laughs> she's working for the man every night and day, last time I heard from her. But I believe it's Tina Turner. Okay. Andy?
2: You know, I appreciate that the start of this, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> now it's gotten nice and easy for me.
0: Uh, it's Tina Turner. And David Thunderdome, Tina Turner. <laughs> Hell,
1: Are you sad. you're gonna, gonna rubberize go. Tina Turner's career with Thunderdome?
0: I love that song. We don't need another hero.
1: That is a highlight of your career, as far as <laughs> you're concerned. Is, apparently,
0: we don't need it all the way home. Me. <laughs> all we want is life beyond the Thunderdome. Only only Davo thinks
2: of Tina Turner in terms of who runs Barter Tower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, just for completeness, the correct answer is Tina Turner. She did leave a good job in the city, to be fair. She did. Yeah. But she's got a nice gig in Switzerland right now. Mm, I bet. Question three. The Montreux Jazz Festival has been held annually since nineteen sixty seven. What musician has performed during the festival a record 21 times? He was part of the Miles Davis Quintet in the 60s and won one of his many Grammys for a 1983 song that was the first mainstream song to feature scratching. Like record scratching.
3: Locked in. I'm I'm locked in.
2: I'm locked in. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. I just I'm second guessing myself cuz I want to come back. This could be 3 in a row if I get it right.
1: Okay, go ahead. Tell us tell us what you think.
2: It's got to be
0: Herbie Hancock. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Deva? I went with Herbie Hancock. And
3: Kells, I had no idea when you first uh, posed the question, but if the song is um, was it Rocket? Rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, man, that was Herbie Hancock, but I, I didn't know he was in the quintet. But that's why I wrote down Herbie Hancock.
1: Miles Davis had heard him and sought him out specifically to play piano in his quintet, and he won his first Grammy actually in 1983 for Rocket. What? Yeah, his name is Herbie Hancock. <laughs> wow. One of the weirdest videos that was ever oh, okay. made. <laughs> yes. it
3: is it is strange
1: <laughs> All right, question four What is the name of the large wooden wind instrument used in Switzerland often portrayed in cough drop commercials?
3: No way <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that's called.
1: I'm locked in. You got to be careful about the jokes you make sometimes. I'm locked in.
2: I would have thought he was safe.
1: I'm locked in. Yeah, there was there weren't any answers given away. So, <laughs> David, what's your answer?
0: I believe that's called a Matterhorn. <laughs> <Yeet.
3: laughs> Kills. I did not know the name of it, so I just went with Flugalhorn again. All right.
2: Andy? Devo is strangely close. It's the Alphorn.
1: Alphorn. The correct answer is the Alphorn or Alpenhorn. Alpen. Hmm. And so just to uh just to humble brag a little bit, I once blew an Alpenhorn while I was on a boat in the middle of Lake Geneva. That's and cool. it was very very hard to blow those. You need a lot of lungs. I think I was like twelve or thirteen at the time, and uh, I think I made it kind of, kind of vaguely fart. Yeah. <laughs> t- but the, the good musicians can get two octaves of, of range on those things. Really? Oh, wow! All right, at the end of round five, Andy has eighty six. Deva 105 and Kell's 110. Look at look at who made it again.
2: Made it competitive again. Music <laughs> is my 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 category.
1: All right, our last category is the famous Swiss people. Oh,
2: Tina Turner.
0: Oh, A little
1: name <laughs> and her Swiss rolls. <laughs> Do you want to throw out any more answers? I mean, I can take those as your official answers if you it want. Work out out. No. Yeah, please
3: don't.
1: Question one. The founder of what U.S. car manufacturer was born in the canton of Neuchatel? Neuchatel. I'm, I'm going to lock in. in.
3: I have I'm
1: locked in all right, Andy what's your answer? I believe it's Louis Chevrolet <laughs> David?
0: I believe it is Walter Chrysler
3: and Kels I call myself being funny. I said uh Jimmy Chevrolet. <laughs>
2: Oh, no.
3: No way.
1: He doesn't get it. I I wasn't actually expecting you to answer. So just keep in mind, guys, when you give answers of names, you're almost always better off just giving me a last name unless it's – like if I ask you a question about the Bee Gees, I need to know a first name. right? But for something like the correct answer of Chevrolet, if you give me a – First name that's not right, I can't count it. Oh, oh no, the,
3: the, that's the thing. I didn't think I would be anywhere near close to being
1: right. So, so Kells, so you did. So, basically, what I'm hearing is you didn't think you would be right. So, you just made up a joke name of Pretty Jimmy much. Chevrolet. Yeah. Okay. Well, unfortunately, the correct answer is Chevrolet. Yeah. And his <laughs> and Andy, his first name was Louis or Louis. Nice. So I, I am totally wrong. With so, you. so you, so Andy was completely right. Okay, Kells. I wish you would just said Chevrolet. Yeah, I'm uh, glad he didn't do did it this time. <laughs> hey, man. All right. Question two: The Swiss national hero probably never existed, but Rossini wrote an opera about him in ni- in 1829. Who is he?
3: I'm locked in man it can't be Federer then (laughs) Mm. Ray guy oh man
2: hang time
3: hang time I got nothing but I don't want to do Ray guy like two Ray guys in one play then you're just kicking the ball back and forth (laughs) that's (sighs) soccer Locked in. Okay, Davo. I punted. Oh.
1: All right, Kels.
3: I want Paul Bunyon and Andy. William Tell.
1: Oh my gosh! The correct answer is Wilhelm Tell. I didn't
3: know he was
1: Swiss at all. I I remember now. All right. Question three. The woman considered to be the first Bond girl is from the canton of Bern. What is the actress's name?
3: I am locked in.
2: I am locked in as well. This is, feels tricksy, but unlocked in.
3: Kels? Underneath the Mongo tree. <laughs> uh,
2: Ursula. Uh, Andy. I also went with Ursula Andres. And Devo. Ursula Anders.
1: The correct answer is Ursula Andress, but I'll give you credit for it. I never knew. Thank you very much. Question four. The last question of our regular rounds. This Swiss artist's painting, Necronom 4, was the basis for the alien in the movie Alien. What is his name? Locked in. Hmm. Um, I, f- I figured this was up Davos Alley. <laughs> I'm locked in.
2: Oh, I'm rock locked in, sure. Andy? Ellen Ripley.
3: HR Giger Kels Uh, Louis de Xenomorphia.
1: Quick answer is HR, and I've always pronounced it Geiger. I'm not sure what the official pronunciation is, but it's G I G E R.
3: Well done, Dave. Yeah, thank
0: you. There's a really good documentary about him on Netflix. He's a
1: weird dude. And if you look up that that painting, Necronom Four, it looks just like the Alien. It's scary. Necronom Four. It's fantastic. I think he. I think he actually won a. Uh, he was part of the team that won a uh, Oscar for visual effects or something for Alien. He did. All right. At the end of round six, Andy has one sixteen. Kells has 120, and Davo finally pulled ahead with 125. Giger. Oh, I cannot believe I'm in this. <laughs> there is a nine-point difference between first and third place right now. Wow. Which means, in the final question, it, one answer could make the difference.
0: Time to focus up, gentlemen.
1: So when I started writing this quiz, you know, I think I've mentioned in the past that I I try to start with a final question because they're sometimes the hardest to come up with. And I thought, oh, well, Switzerland is easy. I'll just do the top 10 exports thinking it was going to be like watches and chocolate, (laughs) but it's really much more boring than that. It's like steel and plastic and, uh, watches are on that list, but well it's actually like fine machine parts or something on
2: swiss miss packets of hot chocolate i would think (laughs) so then
1: i thought you know i i I often do top 10 largest cities and that seemed kind of boring so i went back to the watch thing and did a little research the uh, switzerland is you know is well known for their watches they don't sell that many watches but the ones they sell are very, very expensive. So they actually sell, um, a a small fraction of the number of watches, but their exports make up 70% of the watch export. Wow. Um, so an example, uh, one way to visualize that is the average watch that comes out of China, uh, is sold wholesale for $3. The average watch that comes out of Switzerland is about $900. (laughs) so all i need from you guys is the 10 largest swiss watch brands by sales
3: huh
1: oh i don't really expect this to be a very high scoring final i wouldn't expect that either but, (laughs) but i know you've all heard of some of these it's just a question of whether you can pull them up so go
3: uh wait just one second Bubba. yes it's your friendly podcasting fanatic here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother the trivia rogues when you get a chance pop on over to the trivia rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things Bubba. funk on And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. Andy, what
1: are your...
2: Well, number one, Swatch. I presume they're Swiss, and that's where they came up with the name. Swiss, Swatch, Swatch. Number two, Cartier. Uh, Number three, Rolex. That's all I got.
3: Okay. Kels? Uh, I said, uh... Tissot, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, Omega. Oh. Tag Heuer, uh, Breitling. Boy, I have not heard of it. Rolex. It before Rolex. Uh, Hublot. And uh, Audemars. And that's, I can only come up with seven. I didn't okay. think of Swatch, which. <laughs> Sounds like a gimme. Deva? I
0: have Swiss Army, oh, uh, Cartier, uh, Swatch, and Rolex, and that's my four. All
1: right. Let me tally these up. Shouldn't take too long. I'm done tallying up. Swatch is indeed. uh, It did stand for Swiss watch. Hmm. Swatch itself as a brand was uh, at least back when I remember back in the 80s it was kind of a low end brand but they have purchased many many other brands and now I believe they own like Cartier and some of the others so I think Swatch is actually the the biggest watch manufacturer out there right now wow um So here's the answers I have. I actually have eleven of them because I I, I found two different lists. Um, Tissot is one. Uh, Jaeger Le Couture. uh Tag Heuer, IWC. Odemar Pigeux. I'm really mangling these. Um, Patek Philippe. Longines or Longines. Cartier, Omega, and Rolex. Um, so, I've got Andy with two of those for twenty points, getting you to one thirty-six and currently wow. in lead. Kels, I counted four for you because I didn't see Breitling, Hublot, or autumn I don't. I'm not sure what you said. I was kind of doing it phonetically.
3: Uh, um, Automar. Uh,
1: yeah. But none of those were on my list, and my list rules. So I got forty for you. <laughs> I rule. Uh, giving you one sixty, which uh, puts you in the lead. Devo, you would have to have all four of your correct. All four of yours correct, but unfortunately, you only had two—the Cartier and Rolex—giving you a total of one forty-five. So our big winner today is Kels. Well
2: done, Kels. Yay. Yay.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Congratulations to Kells and congratulations to Andy for making it a game. It was looking <laughs> bleak early on, but you stormed back. <laughs> wow. That was a pathetic start to a match. From all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this
3: is Davo with Kells. Uh, what's so great about Switzerland? Well, I can tell you this their flag is a plus.
0: Andy. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. I just got that. It's so bad.
1: <laughs> that was actually oh. the one I was gonna use. Oh.
0: <laughs> so long, ladle
2: <laughs> brainers. Okay, I
1: have a back. And Neil. Uh comedian Billy Connolly once said, I've always wanted to go to Switzerland to see what the army does with those wee red knives. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Signing
3: <laughs> off. Uh, Greetings and salutations to all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or Facebook's more you your deal. You can look them up Brain Ladle Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLadleTrivia.com. Uh, now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon, where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions.